Welcome to the Well-Balanced 360 Podcast, where we dive into the latest and best tips on medicine and spirituality to help you master your health and overcome your fears so that you can feel your absolute best. I'm your host, Dr. Shivani, a licensed medical doctor, a yoga nerd, and a wellness enthusiast. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to be here. Now let's dive in. On this episode, I'm joined by the lovely Eden Carpenter, and we talk about all things human design, how it can help you with your health and manifesting. Thank you for joining me today, Eden. I'm so excited to dive into this topic of human design with you. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited to be here and have this conversation with you. Yes, of course. So before we get started, obviously, can you give the listeners a background of who you are and how you got started with human design? Absolutely. My name is Eden Carpenter. I've been studying human design since 2018, and it kind of accidentally came into my life through, I think it was someone on Instagram, pulled up my chart, was confused by all the shapes, all the lines that mm not doing this. And divine intervention kind of happened. There were a couple of signs that led me to diving into it deeper. And I finally did got hooked as most people do after you dive in and actually try and understand some of the smaller details in your chart, or even just any of the details of your chart, got really hooked and decided I wanted to learn more. I'm a pretty obsessive person. When I find something I like as a manifesting generator, I go through phases. So I got really into it, was listening to books, listening to audiobooks, listening to podcasts, consuming pretty much all of the information I could. And then I started offering readings, just free readings that I could help myself understand it a little bit better. I got amazing feedback from that. People asked if I did coaching. I said, yes. I started offering some coaching where I was guiding people to actually using this information that led to courses, that led to a certification program. And that's where I am now. I quit my job last year. I actually graduated college last year and then spent a whole six weeks working as a registered nurse and then quit so I could run my business full time. So fun little (laughs) weird timing thing there. But yeah, that's who I am and how I got to where I am today. That's incredible. So you actually are a registered nurse, but you gave that up because you found your passion in human design. Yes. Yeah. I I love that. And you're right. Once you start to learn about it, it's like one of those topics that you just dive right in. I learned that I'm a one, three splenic projector. And at first it was like, what does that even mean? But then mm-hmm. even just learning about my profile, I was like, oh, that makes sense. I'm constantly learning and failing <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> I'm like, that explains the one three. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, for someone who doesn't have any idea what human design is, can you explain it in layman terms and how they can find out what they are? Absolutely. So if you Google human design chart, you will get a bunch of different options that are going to pop up. I really enjoy myhumandesign.com, Genetic Matrix, Jovian Archive, My Body Graph, a bunch of different websites. So you're going to go there and you're going to put in your information. You need your name, maybe an email. I don't really think it usually asks for an email, but then your birthday, your birth time, and your birth location. And what this does is this helps us calculate where exactly you were when you became you. And then from this moment, we get this chart that has very specific instructions for essentially how you as a soul are supposed to guide and direct and manage and operate your human. Because the whole premises of human design is that it may or may not be true, right? We have a lot of information that is backed by science and a lot of stuff where we're using systems that are pretty ancient ways of understanding, but may not have the scientific proof 
of this is exactly what it is. So the whole point is, it's not necessarily, I'm going to tell you who you are and put you in a box. I'm going to challenge who I say you are. I'm going to say that you do well doing one thing. I want you to try it. I want you to see if it actually works. I want you to see how it feels for you. And by giving you these instructions, by giving you things to try, very specific things that really resonate with you at an energetic level, you discover it for yourself. You start to learn how your energy flows and how your energy operates. And you start to navigate and be able to translate your inner world into the outer world through that expression, through manifestation. Amazing. And being that both of us have a medical background, I wanted to take this into health. How can you utilize human design after you find out your type for health? So there's lots and lots and lots and lots of layers of human design and specifically with health, studying it pretty obsessively for a while. And even the health things It's a whole new layer that is still newer to me. Things like business, manifestation, the basics that I'm very confident in, but this health stuff, it's a little bit newer specifically because it's part of what I'm working through personally. So once you know your human design type, there's things that you can do based on that type. You can use your strategy and authority around how you digest food because we all have different needs. We all have different makeups. And so in human design, One of the really cool things that I've been playing with is just based off of your energy centers, based off of what's defined and undefined, you need different activity levels. You need to be moving more, moving less, moving in high intensity or low intensity. So if somebody has just figured out your chart and you're just looking at everything, the first thing that I would do is I would see how you can apply your strategy and your authority to how you decide what to eat. This is going to take away anything that anyone else says. This is the one thing that you need to eat. It's not a plan that you need to then fit your energy into. It's a strategy for how you're going to show up and take action. And then in the moment you get to experiment with what does this lead me to? What am I naturally drawn to? So I would absolutely suggest playing with your strategy and authority is the first way that you integrate this with food. Okay. And you mentioned something about, I know on your Instagram, the four different arrows and Mm -hmm. fasting. Fasting is such a big topic these days. And I know for some people, fasting actually doesn't work. How can somebody find that out by looking at the arrows if fasting will work for their body type or not? So in human design, there are four arrows around the body graph. And so one space, because I know we'll get questions about this. If you use mybodygraph.com, it won't show you the arrows on that initial page and you need to like click over or just use a different website to get it and you will see these four arrows. So if you don't see the arrows, just use a different site and we don't need to worry about, <laughs> we don't need to worry about that. So what we're looking at with the arrows, there's actually a whole system that goes underneath this of with tone, color, and base. We have this whole other layer that goes into cognition, determination, essentially how you interact with the world and how you take in information on a mental and physical level. And so what we're looking at with these arrows, you have the two arrows that are on the left side of the chart and the two arrows that are on the right side of the chart. You'll see that the two arrows on the left side of your chart are both red, probably based on wherever you're getting your chart from. And then the two arrows on the right side of your chart deal with your conscious side, and those are going to be black. So these red arrows deal with your body, very physically your body, what your body needs. And these arrows specifically are telling you unconsciously, how are you best designed to take in information? So if you look at the top one and it points to the left, we're looking at if the arrow points to the left or the right for this conversation. So if this arrow points to the left, you are somebody who does really well with consistency in your life. You digest things consistently. So you are somebody who, and of course, this pointing to the left, there are still six, seven, eight 
tons of different things that we can look at that can affect how this will play out specifically for you. But in general, if this arrow points to the left, we tend to not suggest fasting because if it points to the left, left kind of correlates to structure and consistency specifically with this arrow. So having it pointing to the left, this top arrow on the left side of the chart, you do well if you are consistently taking in things and specifically one at a time. So there is a digestion style. It's called consecutive. That's not quite what we're talking about. But if you have this arrow pointing to the left, you consistently need something in your body. You do well if you have consistency. So I've worked with a client who has this arrow pointing to the left and she's been intermittent fasting for years and having that consistent routine feels really good for her energy, even though this arrow points to the left. But typically when this arrow points to the left, we don't suggest intermittent fasting because your body likes to consistently be taking things in and likes to digest life on a consistent basis. If it points to the right, you are passive, you're non-consistent. Your relationship with consistency, it would benefit from being a little more fluid. So you are somebody that may be having a structure of, I do intermittent fasting and I have this specific window of 12 to eight every single day. That level of consistency may not feel as good for you, but you are somebody who can go without eating and can go long periods of time fasting and still feel good. This is me. And how I incorporate this into my life is I don't eat until I'm hungry. So today it's 2.42 in the afternoon. I haven't eaten today. I've had my morning coffee. That's pretty typical for me. I'm just not hungry today. There are other days where I've had three meals by now. I've had a salad. I've had coffee. I've had some sort of breakfast, something. <laughs> I've had a snack or a bowl of popcorn. I've had multiple things in the day, some days and then other days I don't eat until 3 p.m. And that's absolutely fine. My energy doesn't need that consistency when it comes to digestion. So if the arrow points to the right, you do well with fasting and specifically intermittent fasting can go both ways, but fasting in general, maybe three-day fasts or anything like that. But of course, please consult a doctor. This is not, <laughs> this is not medical advice or I'm not right. telling you how to eat or yeah, please consult a doctor. <laughs> of course, with anything, you always have to consult your personal physician, yes. which brings me to the movement. I know for me, and I saw this on your Instagram as well, I have a lot of open centers and I am a projector. So doing high, high intensity workouts for a long period of time never worked out for me. And I always thought, I feel like I'm like so lazy compared to everyone else. I don't know why I just can't do it. But then mm -hmm. when I learned in human design, I'm a projector. I'm not really supposed to be doing hard workouts. I actually lose more weight through sleep, yeah. but I do have a defined route. And so you explained this well, where it was like, you require exercises in short time frames to be like a happy tired. How can people find out, are there different centers that are more defined where they can kind of plays into how much they should work out versus not? Yeah. So I am going to just kind of recap what you said, and I'm going to point out a couple of the details that you specifically are using in, you know, to integrate this into your life. So you mentioned that you are a projector. So first of all, we've got type that's involved and your type is going to deal with how much energy you physically have. Specifically, when we're looking at type and energy, we're looking at the sacral center. Is it defined? Is it undefined? The sacral center is going to be the second square up. It's usually it's kind of close to the bottom, second from the bottom. It's going to be red if it is defined or colored if it's defined, and it will be white if it's undefined. So all of the centers are the shapes that you see in that body graph. And if it's colored, it's defined. If it's white, it's undefined. Or you might hear that term 
open as well, which is technically different than undefined, but a lot of people will use those interchangeably. So when we have a defined center, that is kind of a theme of energy that you consistently have. And when we look at the sacral center specifically, we're looking at if it's defined, you have a lot of life force energy. You have a lot of physical energy. I'm somebody who has a lot of physical energy. So for you, you have an undefined sacral center, which means that consistent sense of I feel energized. I'm excited to do things every moment of every day isn't always there for you. And so sometimes you feel really energized to do things and other times you don't. And that's okay. You don't need this access to, I'm going to move. I'm going to create things. I'm going to build things all the time. You offer so many different things in your energy. So applying this to exercise, specifically generators and manifesting generators need to be doing some type of exercise that lights them up. Manifesting generators, it's going to change. I have weightlifted for years, years and years and years. And that felt really good for me. And now we have a Peloton. And I'm going through phases. (laughs) It's a manifesting generator. You're going to go through phases. So following what lights you up and making sure that you are doing activity that feels really good is going to be important for generators and manifesting generators. For generators, it tends to be a little bit more consistent of maybe you do like weightlifting, you find weightlifting, and you can consistently do that for years and years and years and years and years. Many gens might shift it up a little bit. Then we move over to people who have an undefined sacral center, which we have manifestors, we have projectors, and we have reflectors. So manifestors still have a motor center defined and it's connected to their throat. And so this is where we're getting a little bit more specific because we want to look at other factors because anything I say about manifestors just in general about exercise is going to be a generalization. So manifestors, They do well in bursts of energy. They operate in bursts. They have motor centers defined and they're very cyclical. So it's important for them to tune in and see, do I have the energy for something today? Do I not? They might do well with medium to long in length and then short in intensity or lower in intensity. I'm mixing up those words a little bit. (laughs) Low intensity for a medium to a long amount of time or a short period of time with high intensity whatever is going to feel best for you. And again, you're going to need to kind of look at a couple of things in your chart to figure that out. And then projectors, you don't have a motor center connected to your throat. You can have between eight and two centers defined. And so there's a whole lot of variation here, but specifically what we tell projectors is you want to be happy, tired. You want to feel like you are satisfied with the work that you do. You feel successful. You moved your body. You kind of cleansed your energy, but you didn't overexert yourself and overextend yourself. This is a big conditioning point for a lot of projectors is I need to be working harder. And we hear so much if we say you want to lose weight or you want to get in shape, eat less, move more is essentially what we're told. And that's actually very incorrect for certain people like projectors. If you're moving more, you're actually going to be more tired and it doesn't necessarily translate into better health, better fitness, feeling better overall, losing weight. So it's about finding something that makes you feel energized and utilizes your energy correctly. The next thing that you mentioned was your root center. So the root center is what we call a pressure center. We've got two pressure centers. We have the head center, which is that top triangle. And we have the bottom one, which is the root center. It's going to be a square all the way at the bottom. So again, to find something you want to pay attention to and something you want to apply to your specific practice, if it's undefined, it's going to be a little bit more inconsistent. So anyone who has a really undefined head center you should do something to clear your head every day because the undefined head center picks up on all these ideas, all this inspiration and mental pressure. And so moving your body is going to help move that pressure so that you stop feeling anxious. 
So an undefined head spinner, one of the reasons why you're working out and why you're moving your body is to process that mental pressure. If you've ever walked in the treadmill or gone for a long ride or spent time moving and kind of slow paced moving, like steady state cardio is really, really good for anybody with an undefined head center who needs to just kind of clear their head a little bit. It's going to get you out of your head into your body. The root center is intensity. So the root center works in pulses. So intensity, like high intensity, low intensity, very literally hit intervals is how the root center operates. Very, very high intensity, low intensity, very, very high intensity, low intensity. So with these pulses, if you have a defined root center, it's important for you to be doing something every day that releases that pressure because this pressure, it's pulsing through you. It wants to come through your body. So to manage the root center, if you have this defined high intensity is important. So putting those pieces together, you with undefined sacral center, but with a defined root center, you don't do well with long, high intensity workouts. You don't need to be sweating for two hours. You know that you do well when you're resting. So prioritizing sleep would be the number one thing that I tell you to do. Next, I would tell you to be working on that stress release, working on that pressure, doing things that make you feel like you are less stressed after you've accomplished them. And then I would also tell you to keep your activity level short, probably less than around 30 minutes. And then I believe we didn't talk about reflectors. Reflectors, it's going to change. It's going to shift a lot based on what energy you're experiencing. But for reflectors, the physical movement isn't always as important as clearing out the energetic side of things. So spending time in meditation, spending time clearing out your energy, moving when you feel like moving and making sure that you're tuning into your body and saying, does something need to move through me? If so, what would feel like a good way to do that? And then being able to adapt. So having lots of different things in your tool belt that you can kind of adapt to and utilize whenever you need it would be my advice for reflectors. Such great advice. And it's also fascinating. I know you made a post about something else, which I think may be a little advanced, but I wanted you to touch on it anyway, which was the nutrition and defined gates and needing certain amino acids. Yes. So again, this is going to get pretty scientific and very, very detailed very quickly. So hopefully we can have this advanced conversation and still make it understandable. Each of the 64 gates, so the gates are going to be the numbers that you see in the centers. So each of the centers has a different number of gates. Those gates are the same in those centers. So I did have this question once where someone was like, what if I have different numbers there? And it's going to be the same numbers in every center. What's going to change is if they're defined or undefined. So if it's colored in or if it's not colored in, if it's white. You can find the numbers for each of the gates that are defined in your chart in those two columns on the side. So those are the numbers that you're looking at. You're going to see like 14.2 and 16.6 or something like that. It's going to be a number that's the gate number and then a point and then we have a line number. So very, very detailed. We're getting into the (laughs) single digits of our chart here. But specifically, these gates correlate to amino acids. Each of the gates correlates to an amino acid. And this is information, I believe that it's, primarily from gene keys. That's where I've been able to find most of this information. If you have genetic matrix, which is a paid software to utilize human design, but it tells you the specific amino acid that's associated with every single gate. So what I've personally been doing is looking at the amino acid of whatever gate it is that I'm working with and trying to make sure that I'm incorporating a proper amount of that in my diet. So far, I've done this with two gates, (laughs) so that's the extent of what I've done, but it's been really interesting to just see how naturally those are things that I am really drawn to, 
and how those tend to be foods that I eat in high amounts anyways. I've just been starting with like the top eights in my chart, the bigger ones, biggest influence for me. So finding the amino acid that's associated with that, and then looking up the foods that have higher amounts of that. So I'm trying to fuel that specific gate is what I'm doing. There's also things in circuitry. And then of course, like different centers and things like that, that can correlate to uh, at that point, we're getting into like cellular biology and <laughs> and looking at so the amino acids and then how is it being digested and does it need a fat? So is it water soluble or fat soluble vitamins? How is that being absorbed? So we're getting very, very detailed at that point. And I think that that might be the extent of the depth of that conversation. But yeah, looking at the different gates and finding the amino acids has been a really cool way to practice and kind of remind myself, like I'm working with this gate, I'm specifically choosing foods that support this energy and almost using it as like a little ritual, like a grounding ritual. So for 34, I have it pulled up because I don't remember all of the amino acids, (laughs) but 34, so gate 34 is my conscious sun. It's defined three times in my chart. It's a big deal for me. And the amino acid that is associated with this is aspirogen. And this is in lots of high protein foods. And I'm someone who eats a high protein diet, always have always really thrived in that. And so recognizing that I feel powerful when I have protein, that's something that supports me when I'm incorporating this amino acid and foods that have this, I'm fueling my power. I'm fueling my ability to create. I'm fueling my life force is how I'm telling myself that. So now that I have this piece of information, Every time that I eat something and I know that it contains that amino acid, I'm reminding myself that I'm feeling my body specifically. I'm feeling my body and specifically what it needs. I now trust that these foods are correct for me instead of going through, should I be eating this amount of protein? Should I be eating less carbs? Should I be eating more fat? Should I go keto? Should I, (laughs) instead of worrying about what is and isn't healthy, I can come back to my chart and see my body needs higher protein my body needs this. And so that's what human design can do for you is it can show you this is what's correct for you. And it helps you to trust your decisions a little bit more. And that's so helpful, especially in this day and age when there's so much information out there about keto, paleo, pegan, vegan, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) It's so helpful to me. I'm definitely being a one, three. I love learning. I'm going to go check my chart after we speak (laughs) and see what would work for me and just try it. So thank you for that. And I guess one thing that I wanted you to touch on is manifestation, because that's such a hot topic for people and people are constantly doing different rituals to manifest things into their lives. Where would you say human design plays a role in manifestation and how can people start incorporating that? So I'm going to tell you what manifestation is. So I'm a 6-2 profile and what I do is I'm going to teach you how it works, and then how it works in human design. So you can kind of see what's going on. We are all individuals in our own little dimension. My inner world is its own dimension. It's something that no one else has experienced. It's a place with memories. It's a place with ideas. It's a place with visions. It's a place with all of these things. And no one else has ever been here. No one else has ever been in my inner world. Your inner world is an entirely different dimension than mine. The words that we speak, the things that we do, the way that we communicate here in this 3D world is our best guess, our best way, our best interpretation of what's going on is our best explanation of what's going on inside of us. So when we are manifesting in human design, we are getting energy from our inner world into our outer world. So you've experienced it in your inner world and you want to experience it in your outer world. 
we have this center called the throat center, which is in human design communicated as the manifestation center. And so when we say manifestation in human design, we're talking about translating that energy from your inner world into your outer world. You're bringing it out. You're expressing it. So how this can look is you have an idea and you come up with a plan for how it's going to work. And then you start speaking about that plan, taking action, and you manifest it into that physical world. What happened here is you experienced the idea, you experienced the vision in your inner world first. You experienced it in a different dimension. You're just trying to figure out how does that translate to 3D, essentially. So human design shows you essentially a map of your inner world. It shows you the energy. It shows how you flow. It shows the talents you have, the traits that you have. So when we're manifesting, first of all, I don't want anyone to say that because you're not a manifester, you cannot manifest. (laughs) We're going to throw that out the window. I'm going to say if you do or do not have a throat center defined, you can still manifest. That's thrown out the window. We can debunk that right here. Any type can manifest, like everyone. Everything that we do is manifestation. So when you look at manifestation as how can I find ways to bring this energetic experience, bring this thing that I have inside of me, essentially, how can I translate this into 3D world? That's what manifestation is. So when we look at manifestation that way, we can look at lots of different things. I don't think that there's one specific process for manifestation. I play with mine. I do different things almost every time that I'm trying to manifest something. And I think that that's one of the biggest things that holds us back is that we think that there's a right way. Mm-hmm. We think that there's one specific way to do it. We need a three-step process. We need six steps. We need to bring everything through it perfectly and be perfectly organized. And in reality, you are in a process of manifesting several things right now. I mean, you're manifesting what's happening today, what's happening tomorrow, things that might happen next week. There's so much that's going on. There's so much in progress that trying to track and trying to control every single thing is going to be a little bit challenging. So maybe not necessarily human design related, but in general related is I want you to look at, instead of trying to manifest specific things, I want you to look at your energy. Okay. So looking at your energy, you want to create a life that supports you feeling your best. When we look at human design, we can kind of figure out what things do you need? What things are going to support you? What kind of lifestyle? And then you can manifest things to support you feeling good. Cause that's why we manifest things is we think that we feel good in our inner world. And we have that experience there. We want to have that experience a little bit more exaggerated in this 3d world. We don't just want it to be an internal experience. We want it to be an external experience. I think I'm just going to talk about like directions in the throat center. So tracing your energy, I would trace your energy. So trace your energy through your chart to the throat center, because when you're doing that, you're looking at where is your energy flowing? And so it doesn't matter if your energy split. It doesn't matter if your energy is single definition, if your throat center defined, undefined. When you're looking at this, you're looking at several different pathways from when energy comes at your inner world, which is head center and root center. And when it gets to the throat center. So that's what energy is doing in this. We receive energy. We kind of get ideas from inspiration. We feel an urge to move forward in that root center. So we've experienced pressure first. And then those pressure centers, it's pushing energy through your awareness centers. You can filter it. You can understand it. You can respond to it. You can see if you desire this or not. You can do all of these things playing in your energy in your inner world. And then it's going to be expressed and manifested. And so what you can do is you can trace the pathway between maybe you can do it from the head center, just straight down head center, the top center, that trying the second triangle, which is the Ajna center, and then the throat center, trace it down, see what's colored, see what's not colored. 
or you can trace it up, you can trace it around. There's so many different ways that we can look here. Essentially, what you're looking at is what actions are you taking and what actions are you surrendering to? Because I'm a triple split. So I have energy all over the place and it doesn't always communicate with each other. I'm a really good manifester. And that means that there's different ways that I surrender every single time because my energy is all over the place. My authority is talking in one space. It's having one sidebar conversation. My intuition and the pressure to like get things started is over here. My head centers or my Ajna center is just like always trying to figure things out over here. It's all these different conversations going on in my inner world. And for me to manifest, there's certain gaps where I just have to trust that they got the message. I have to trust that I'm understanding it. So depending on where I am, looking at your circuitry, looking at the splits, looking at the energy, all of the things looking at your chart, just seeing where are the pathways, because those pathways are really everything that's defined is your responsibility. That's what you do. And then everything that's undefined, that's what you don't have to figure out. So if you have an undefined head center, you don't need to find the answers. If you have an undefined Ajna center, you don't need to be certain. If you have an undefined throat center, you don't need to figure out how to manifest it. It's just going to manifest when you stop trying to figure it out. So looking at the different centers, I think is a really great place to start because if you say I'm doing my part, which wherever you're defined or wherever you have gates defined, not just centers because reflectors tend to only have gates defined. It's the definition of being a reflector is having no centers defined. That's your responsibility. You do that. You align with your energy. You follow your strategy and authority. You recognize shadows. You come back into alignment and you allow those things. You surrender those areas where you feel like you're not good enough. And you allow that experience to happen for you. Wow, that's beautiful. I don't think I've ever heard it explained that way. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So, as a reflector, if I don't have anything defined, but I have certain gates defined and I'm in alignment within those gates. Like say, for example, gate 52, that one's stillness, I believe, mm-hmm. or it could be couch potato <laughs> from what I remember reading. But if I'm in alignment with that gate, then I'm doing my part. That's what you're mm-hmm. saying. And I can just receive in all the other areas. Yeah. And of course, in the undefined centers or undefined gates and channels too, in order to be open to receive, you need to stop trying to fill that space. I think that that's really where people get tripped up is especially when we learn manifestation from another person, their energy feels different. And when you're in their energy, you are experiencing what it feels like for them to manifest and what it feels like for them to translate their inner world into this 3D world. And that's going to work when you're in their energy. And then as soon as you step away from that container, You may feel like, oh, somehow this process has completely changed. I don't have access to this. And it's because you're trying to feel those same feelings. You felt them when you're around that person. That's when you pick up on their energy. So if you're around my energy right now, you feel my defined sacral center. It's going. I'm excited (laughs) about this conversation. And you can feel that momentum. So if I taught you to manifest and you felt like, oh, I need to be excited about the things that I'm doing and I want to feel this joy, this movement, this very like antsy energy. If I don't feel that I'm doing it wrong, as soon as you leave my energy, you're going to feel like you're doing it wrong. And if you feel like you're doing it wrong, you're doing it wrong. You're manifesting doing it wrong because that's what your inner world is saying. Your inner world is saying, I'm doing this incorrectly. And I love that you bring that up because I stayed in LA like a month ago with one of my best friends who's a generator Mm -hmm. and she just has so much energy and she makes her (laughs) business look like it's 
the best thing alive. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> me being a projector, I picked up her energy and I applied for a PR position because she runs a PR company as a joke, but I did it because I really was like, wow, I want to do what she's doing. She's yeah. having so much fun. And then the company responded back. They're like, we're sorry, you do not have the credentials to be in a PR company. And my friend was like, why did you apply for that? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I just picked up your energy. And she's like, why didn't you just talk to me about being in my company then? But really it does hold true. The more and more I learn about human design, I'm like, wow, these things actually do play out in, in your life. Yeah. What do you love the most about human design? I love the permission that I have to change. That's my favorite part is that I have permission to shift and to change and to be different people. I have an undefined G center. And it was the first thing that really, there's a lot of conditioning there for me. There has been in searching for this, who am I? What's my label? That's kind of why I found human design. I was like, oh, cool. It's going to tell me who I am. Then I'll know, right? <laughs> but having it undefined has actually been so powerful because it means that I get to adapt and I get to be whoever the situation needs me to be. And so in this life, I genuinely feel like I'm here to explore who I want to be and I don't need to find it. And that's been the biggest shift that I've had in my energy. Yeah, I have an undefined G-Center as well. So I get that. <laughs> I think that's why I found human design. I'm like, yes, this will have all the answers. <laughs> Tell me who I am. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I loved having you on. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I learned so much. I'm sure the listeners did as well. Where can people find more about you? I am primarily on Instagram at Intuition Lifestyle. Awesome. Best you, place. And I know you have some programs coming out too, where people can learn more about human design. Is that off of a website? Yes. So the link currently isn't up just yet, but in June, I will be launching a program called Energetic Mastery. And so if you're somebody who's interested in finding out what human design is, and I'm going to be teaching the basics in the way that they need to be taught, because when you go out there and you look for things, you're going to see, oh, you're a generator, you're supposed to respond. But I want to go into the gates and I want to teach you what specifically are you responding to based on the gates that are defined in your sacral center? What does this response feel like for you? If it's conscious, if it's unconscious, I want to really get into the nitty gritty of type strategy authority that you can understand, because even as the projector for you, we all have projected channels, like most of the channels are projected. So there's lots of things that we need to be waiting for an invitation for. And not all of us are waiting for the invitation <laughs> for things for like, oh, I'm responding. I'm a manifester. I'm supposed to initiate, but there's still things in your energy that need to be invited in. So I'm going to talk about that. It's going to be really, really fun. So energetic mastery is coming in June. And then if you want, I have a five-day email challenge. I think it has a total of almost 20 pages of human design content, but it's just a five-day email challenge. You sign up, you get emails to your inbox. It teaches you just some basic things and has a little challenge for here, go use this piece of information about your human design chart in your life today. So I'll give you the link for that and you can share that if you want to, but it's a great little challenge. Amazing. I'm so excited to join in and learn from you. That's awesome. Thank you so much again. Thank you so much for having me. It was an honor to be here. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Well-Balanced 360 Podcast. I'm truly grateful for all of you and excited to have you join me on this health and wellness journey. Please be sure to stay connected with me over at drshivaniamin.com or any of my social media platforms. 
If you found this episode to be helpful, I would truly appreciate it if you would also hit that subscribe button and make sure to tell all your friends so you don't miss any future episodes. I'll catch you next week.